0: hi everyone <laughs> hi. Hey. Um, if I sneeze a lot it's because I am allergic to my own cats um, no, yeah, no. And, like, they're just getting they're getting older and so they're they no longer have kitten fur they have like cat fur and so like the sneezing is just kind of beginning and it's not it's not that bad but anyway I'll try to mute myself before I sneeze if I have to sneeze on this podcast.
1: No oh. worries. I feel yeah. like it's been a never-ending of like cold sounds on this podcast, anyway.
0: <laughs> yeah, I feel like I sound like I have a cold right now, but anyway.
2: Um I, I don't know if it did anything, but I recently got these like ginger, orange juice, oil of oregano shots from Costco.
1: I love those. Oh.
2: And I I've think, been taking them every day and I haven't got sick. I'm still doing okay.
1: So I'm talking about those. Did you buy like, is it like in a case? Yeah, there's shots? a case and they're really yeah. good price. Really? I want some because if you go to the store and you buy them in the shots, they're like four or five dollars each. Yeah, no, I think it was like 12 or 13 dollars for 12. Ooh, what section did you get them in? like the health food the fridge stuff?
2: ones yeah I don't know oh, they're in the fridge but I will,
1: yeah they're there yeah <laughs> okay I'm gonna look for them when I'm there next
0: everyone keeps talking about them my sister was talking about them too and I'm like anyway I want to go get some
2: I don't know if it's placebo but every time I drink one I'm like I am health
0: <laughs> <laughs> that was me when I had a smoothie the other day with spinach in it and I haven't had like <clears throat> a spinach smoothie in such a long time oh and I was my like gosh, I'm no. so healthy
1: <laughs> Ugh, I hate spinach.
0: Oh, I love I love smoothies and like with, with lots of greens and stuff. I don't know if I just like trained myself to like them during like the early 2010s, like diet culture era of smoothies. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that I just convinced myself that like a thousand vegetables in a smoothie tastes good. But oh, yeah, I can't. every time I drink one, I'm like I'm so healthy.
1: I'm one of those people that, like, if I know something is in it, even if it tastes good, I'll, like, psych myself out. So if my smoothie's green, I'll probably convince myself that it's, like, disgusting. Like, even <laughs> last night, I had a tea, and I'm not a big honey person. Like, I actually, I don't like honey at all. Mm. But just a little bit in it, just to, like, add a little shmanj. And honestly, it was, like, I, like, just because I knew the honey was in there, it was just, like, every time I drank it, I was like,
0: Ugh. i love honey
1: that's so wild you can't do it i know it kind of sucks honestly but Mm. i I like honey on pepperoni pizza though
0: what
2: hot honey is life-changing on pizza i get it
0: good (laughs) good um i'm the opposite with green smoothies if it's green i'm like it's healthy you could have like a 1000 calorie smoothie with like all of the nut butters and all of the like milk like coconut milk fats or any and and if there's like a hint of green I'm like it's a healthy smoothie it's a salad
1: hashtag health. <laughs> Exactly. So, um I guess we'll kind of mention our the audio from our last episode yeah so we actually lost the end of our last episode somehow and um We missed a really important part of that episode, and we want to shine light on it. Allison, take the mic. Take the mic. So um,
0: this announcement is actually from probably over a month ago now, but I just, uh, I don't know, I guess I just kind of forgot to mention it on the podcast, but also everything's happening so fast, but I'm engaged. Did I mention that on here yet?
1: no that was the announcement
0: yeah okay and then uh that was the announcement i'm like i'm getting married and it's happening very soon so um excited yeah i'm getting married on new year's eve and um it's very exciting so uh yeah my brother doesn't live here and he's here um for christmas so I was kind of jokingly like, well, why don't we just get married at Christmas? Like when my brother's here, because like, the other like, cause he's having a baby and I'm like, I don't know when he's going to be able to come next. Like, what if he can't make it for like ever after he has him and his fiance have a baby and, and then my fiance, excuse me, not my friend was like, okay. I was like, wait, really? And I am I'm very realistic when it comes to weddings. Like I do not want like a $60,000 wedding. And like, I just, like I've had a Pinterest board with weddings, um, wedding stuff for like about 15 years. And like, I've obsessed over like what it would be like. But I always knew that when it actually came down to it, I would never have a wedding like that. Like, it's just not, like I'd rather just like plan it fast. And so I was like, oh, wait. You're actually on board with getting married in like a, in like two and a half months from now, and he's like, "Yeah, okay." I was like, "Okay." No, oh, wait, yeah.
1: you can have such a beautiful wedding without spending dollars. Yeah. And yeah. honestly, just seeing what you've already pieced together, it's gonna oh, yeah. be so
0: good. It's so exciting. So I like it. All happened very quick. So, um, I'm getting a ring custom made. So I mean, I don't technically don't have my engagement ring right now. Um, because it's getting custom made, and but do I do have, huh? You know when you'll have that? Hopefully on time for a <laughs> New Year's Eve wedding. So really hoping the jewelry store um, just sent me the final renderings last week, and it's so exciting and so pretty and so he proposed with my grannies who just passed away two years ago he proposed with her wedding band that my mom gave him so that was really sweet and really special and the ring that we're getting made and his ring is getting made as well from gold being melted down from my mom and his mom and dad and actually his sister who passed away one of her rings is in there too so like
1: i love that it's,
0: so much. it's really really sweet um yeah so the whole oh it's so exciting and like yeah I just I can't imagine spending a year planning a wedding because like so much of it has to happen all within the last couple of months anyway like other than picking a venue and like getting a dress like everything else you kind of just I don't know like I have like a theater background in my family my mom's like a show producer my sister's a show producer and like a director and like
1: we just do event planning and like get shit done like all of the if time you're, if you're I think if you're creative yeah. too yeah. It, it's a little bit easier yeah. to like I know bring that vision to life you know
0: yeah exactly and so like a bun- a bunch of my like distant family can't come like aunts and uncles and stuff and same with some of his so next summer we want to have like a mini re-wedding and like a big family reunion and a giant potluck and camping like
1: fun yeah
0: yeah it would just be really really fun and my sister and her husband are in a live band so we'll like hire them and like yeah it'll be great but this one is um it's in like a church that's turned into a vintage theater like it looks like an art deco theater inside with like red velvet seats and um, the church has like big stone steps and a big like fancy wooden door and a spire with ivy all over it and oh
1: my god uh, i'm gonna, like I my eyes out I'm gonna, like,
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and uh it's gonna be like quite simple like it's just the ceremony so we're um we're doing yeah like a half an hour ceremony and then there'll be like an hour of tea and cookies downstairs and then that's it it's really simple and then my family and his family are going out for greek food actually at this like really good greek restaurant um uh it's called i don't know how to pronounce it Yamas, yamma's or something anyway apparently they're having a belly dance for that night because it's new year's eve so it's just
2: gonna be hilarious fun i've always wanted to go to one of those
0: and like the food is so good like you just order these sharing platters and they bring you like lamb shanks and potatoes and rice and calamari and chicken and souvlaki and like tzatziki hummus you name it it's so good oh Oh, my god
2: that sounds like the best spread
0: yeah and so it'll just be like our two immediate families and and then um him and I are going to go to the kingfisher resort for two nights and get facials and massages and like they have a really nice restaurant and yeah so
1: that sounds so nice. Uh, I, know. We're so
0: excited I about it. know. So anyway, there's the big news. And <laughs> um, it's kind of funny, but like, I don't know. It's when I threw out the idea, I was like, let's just get married at Christmas because my brother's in town and it'll just everyone's here. And like, then we don't have to wait all the way until next summer. And like, and then he said yes. And I was like, oh, all right, let's do it. And now all of a sudden it's like, I don't know four and a half weeks away
1: so it seems kind of that funny crazy. it's coming up so yeah. fast but yeah. honestly too like you guys can have a wedding any way you want so like if you want to do yeah. it this way and then yeah if you just want to read do a little ceremony and then have to throw a reception in a year yeah
0: yeah I know I it's really exciting and um I got my dress uh I think like actually before he officially Or no, the same weekend that he proposed, like there was a dress sale, and so, um, at the bridal shop in my town, like there's only one bridal store in my hometown, um, and but they have beautiful dresses. Like every time you drive by, you're like, wow, that dress is perfect. Like like they just have such nice dresses. So they had like a used dress sale for people that had like returned them and asked them to be sold on their behalf, and the dress that the only dress on the sale rack that I was even remotely my style um was one that actually hadn't even been worn before or altered or anything Just the lady like changed her mind and I so it. I got it for like literally a micro fraction of what it should have cost like it was a very expensive dress and so um yeah I got the dress like I don't know the like, literally two days after he proposed or something and I just got it altered and I just went for a second dress fitting yesterday and it looks so nice and yeah uh, so
1: and yeah. you showed us a little sneak peek of your hair too my hair. oh my gosh <laughs> honestly it's gonna come together so beautifully like the dress is absolutely gorgeous stunning and then the hair that you chose it just like compliments it so much like I'm so excited yeah
2: we all have to prepare ourselves to cry in like four weeks time sorry guys (laughs) anyway this is not fitness content at all but um
0: it's very exciting life content so yeah I'm
1: so excited for you
0: to bring it back to fitness um (laughs) I like want to okay so I talked about this before I don't remember where the podcast cut off last time so maybe I'm repeating myself sorry listeners but like I'm not in a building phase I'm not in a weight loss phase like I'm literally at like a maintenance phase right now so I'm training like a couple times a week like literally two times a week and I'm doing full body workouts and like I haven't lost any muscle I'm just like literally maintaining I'm softer than I've been in a very long time. Um, but yeah, anyway, in relation to my wedding, like it would be nice if I could like get my button gear and like do like a diet for my wedding, but like just I don't know. Like my fiance just keeps being like, You look so good. So I'm um, yeah. Yeah, and I, I think I think that I'm gonna a- do like some more cardio probably for the next like four and a half weeks and just like really make sure I make it. To the gym, maybe three days a week instead of two. Like, like I think I just want to feel good on the day, but I don't really have like I don't have like body goals for my wedding or anything like that. Like, yeah, you know, it's I not always, necessary. I thought that I would like I always thought like when I get married I'm gonna have like a like I'm gonna look the best I've ever looked and I'm gonna diet and like but now that I'm actually getting married I'm like oh like that's not what it's about and I'm really surprised by that
1: like. well I think also too like when you actually find your person all that other like kind of external shit kind of like goes away like that day is not about how hot can your body look right it's about the fact that you guys love each other like right so
0: I'm like I want to look like bang and (laughs) impressed but like of course (laughs) I, I really thought that it would be so much more of a priority for me and I had like a couple days of like before this second dress fitting to be honest like I am probably the softest I've been in like quite a long time because I'm like don't have a show coming up anytime soon and like you know what I mean like I'm in like a full-on like life season right now and like before my second dress fitting like I was really anxious like that I would get to the second dress fitting and like not feel confident in my skin and not feel good about myself and like I started having these like doubts like in my head of like I'm I'm not going to look very like good enough on my wedding day and like the old thoughts that I used to have about how I always pictured like being like super fit like it was all like image focused and then I, I got there and I like put on the dress and I was just like thinking about Tyler like seeing me walk down the aisle and I was just like so full of like excitement and like love and yeah and it just kind of like erased all of that like body fear
2: because like
0: it's just been such a huge thing for me in my life like like the pressure to show up looking a certain way um yeah so it was just really nice to have that moment because like the day before my second dress fitting I was like I even cried being like what if I don't feel good in the dress and then I got there and it was like all just disappeared and so yeah
1: I think a lot of people can relate to that feeling too. You yeah. know, like a lot of listeners might be able to relate to feeling that way. So it's it's probably good to hear that. You know, once you got yeah. there and you realize, like, not realize, but you felt what was more important to you. Yeah. Moment.
0: So yeah. I love to Hear that? That's yeah. Good. It's hard. Like it's been. It's really weird, like being that far away from the stage now. Um, Like, it's, I'm coming up on almost two years since I've been on stage. And that's really crazy because I've never gone that long before. So, yeah. I don't know, but you did it too, Ashley. Like, you had a really long break from from the stage before. It was, like, almost three years. Did you have
1: moments like that? Oh, my God, yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah, you must have too.
1: Yeah. And even, like... Even now I kind of do sometimes too, right? Like I've now been away from stage for a year and a half. Yeah, that's been
0: been
1: months, well. so. yeah. I think it flows and comes and goes, but I think like to almost to like check yourself a little bit, like be like, look, like the stage and that part of your life, it's a hobby and it is a lifestyle for people like us, yeah. but yeah. it isn't everything. And mm-hmm. you hear a lot of bodybuilders that like come out of bodybuilding into their next life chapter. And they're like, everyone always says that, like, they're so ready just to like live life. Mm-hmm. And I don't know about you, Allison, but I've definitely yeah. felt like this time away from stage has allowed me to like do that. Yeah. and it's Yeah, it really <laughs> has. Even though like, not to say that that is always at the back of your mind still because of it is our passion. But I think it's okay to like take a step away from that and enjoy other parts of your life. Like enjoy this part of your life because hopefully it will only happen once, right? So (laughs) why let fitness or why let something that will be there for the whole rest of your life kind of take away from that moment, right? Like
0: how, yeah, like one thing that I, I think that I've always had this pressure since I started bodybuilding that like. Once I became a bodybuilder, I always wanted to be like recognized as one or like feel like one or look like one, even if I was in my off season. And so like, and I think that that's relatable for a lot of people in the bodybuilding industry that even if they're in their off season, they still want to look the part. Right. I feel that. Yeah. And like, I've had that for years now. Like I've been in the bodybuilding industry for like seven years, the fitness industry for longer And so I just, I know that I've always felt this pressure that like when I show up to a show, even if I'm in my off season and I'm watching a show, I still want to look like a bodybuilder, you know? And so even at my wedding, there's like an aspect of that, like, oh, I still want to look fit. I still want to look athletic, like, and it's so unimportant. Like we're me and Tyler, we're doing like premarital counseling and these like workbooks and stuff which is really nice um actually and been really enjoying it because it's nothing in there is like oh and you have to be like a size two or like and you have to look like you know xyz or your body must be like this and like there can be values in there like what kind of foods are we going to eat like are we going to have an active lifestyle like there's questions like that but there's no part of it that's like oh, and like your marriage is only going to last if you like fit into your jeans from when you were in prep or something like, you know, it's so it's, yeah, it's been like work through a lot of that too, to be like, right. Like this doesn't actually matter. And yeah, I even went through that like a few weeks ago when I went to Michelle's show, the Vancouver fall classic, like, again, my body was probably about where I am right now, like full on off season. And it didn't even matter when I I thought about it before I got there. I'm like, I just, I don't look fit right now. Like it was all in my own head. And then I get there and it's like literally the most unimportant thing. And somebody came up to me and was like, Oh, are you competing this weekend too? And I was like, I'm sorry, what? But like, you know, like to the outside eye, like other people don't see these, the same things that we do. So that was like, Hilarious. Anyway, I was
1: also gonna like mention that too. Is like from the outside eye, like from I'm gonna quote here, regular people. We all still, whether you've been on the stage, like Gabby, like this past season, or like us, Allison, a few years. Like from an outside person looking in, like we are still fit people. I
0: just don't (laughs) feel like it at all. And then when somebody asked me if I was competing, I was like.
1: I'm oh sorry. yeah I'll laugh I'm too if someone asks me is, in mid off season yeah
0: if I'm 30 pounds above stage like actually I don't even know I haven't weighed myself in like months but that's like a whole other topic but yeah
2: but I think maybe we think that because you know you say you're going to the gym and there's a regular there who asks you oh you know like you are you competing soon and we think well should I be like how do I look you overthink all of it But in the reality, you don't owe anyone an explanation when you're competing next. You're still a bodybuilder, even if you've never stepped on stage and you're working towards that, right? Yeah, Yeah. That's how I feel about it.
1: I totally agree because like, look at, I mean, we spoke about her last episode, but like look at Angelica, like she has taken years off to do a different chapter in her life. And actually I just saw a little snippet of an interview she did with Jay Cutler where she said, you know, in my bodybuilding career, I always thought I was like born to be a champion. Like that's what I thought I was born to be, was a champion. She's like, I went out, I won the shows I wanted to win. But then as soon as I took a step back and started focusing on family, and she had two babies in that time too, she said, once I was sitting there, I just realized I was like meant to be a mother. And I was meant to like have this other part of my life too. Mm -hmm. And then she's going to come back to competing. So I think it's important to know that like you can still achieve other goals in your life and still have a very, very full life and be a bodybuilder. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Bodybuilding is it really, there are times and places for it to consume your whole life. Like I would say when it actually consumes your whole life should be maybe like the two months before the show. If it's consuming your whole life year round, like like you will burn out, and I say that from experience, um, because it it got to a point where it consumed every day of my life, even in the off season. Like I treated my off seasons like preps, and I held it on this pedestal, and uh, and I know lots of people do that too, and sometimes that's what it takes. But um,
1: and if that's the phase in your life that you're in, like rock it until yeah. you don't want to anymore, right? Yeah,
0: like- and like, but it, but just recognize that like you can still put good food in your body and move your body well and maintain your muscle or build your muscle with like other things also happening in your life at the same time
1: yeah, mm-hmm.
2: yeah.
0: which is like essentially our whole entire last podcast <laughs>
1: <laughs> but we didn't uh we didn't get to cap that one off so <laughs> no, that's
0: um so anyway that's my news and that's my long ramble
1: well thank you for sharing we're so excited for you.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, we just have a little bit of glute news for today. So Miss Ashley Kaltwasser came out and won the Japan. That was the Olympia, right? Um, oh. I, I don't
2: think so. I thought it was just a pro. Oh, Did okay. they have a
0: Japan Olympia amateur again, though?
2: I'm not sure. do
0: anything about it.
1: Um. Huh. Anyway, it was a Japan show. Yeah, she
0: won a Japan pro show.
1: Yeah. yeah. And um we saw an amazing athlete up there. We've just found her name as Vicky Fit. Did we find her full name at all? I don't know, I didn't find her Instagram, but she is she... a sorry, go ahead.
0: Oh yeah, she got second this um to Ashley. And she just looked so good. We were all like, "Who is this
1: girl?" Yeah, I'm gonna look her up right now so I can get us like her actual Instagram Instagram
2: name. <clears throat> <clears throat> yeah, I definitely see where Ashley did place above. You know, it made sense why she was first, just in terms of how completely balanced she is and super consistent. But yeah, this gal Vicky has something special, and she's one to watch out for for sure.
0: Yeah, I want to see her on another stage sometime soon. Can but Ashley really good. And I was surprised because what was the... She was in Hawaii. So Hawaii's not that far away from Japan. So obviously she flew to Hawaii and then straight to Japan. Um, But it is pretty crazy how bloody consistent Ashley is. Like, she does show after show after show. And flying to all these different countries different climates different foods different gy- like gyms hotels like airports visas customs like gosh that's so much and she's uh but i guess like hawaii is the same country but still going to another like going that far and then she shows up and it's just like on point so she's obviously nailed she's traveled so much that she's obviously nailed peaking even while traveling and flying
2: Mm -hmm. I think she I think she just has that look to where she doesn't need to do much at all no she can really just walk around and within a few days look like she's ready to be on stage like that's a pretty hard to do thing for most people but it yeah it works for her
0: And, and what's crazy too is that the judges prefer her leaner like she's consistently one of the leaner athletes in the top five lineups at the Arnold's and at the Olympia the last couple years and she's always like the leanest one and she is able to like maintain at that
2: which is Mm -hmm. she never looks Mm -hmm. too stringy I think either
0: like Um, no I feel like maybe one show in the last two years she was very stringy and they like knew it and addressed it right away too so like that's incredible right it is like First of all, I don't even know if I've ever been that lean. And second of all, maybe like once or twice. But like, there's no way I could maintain even close to that. But
1: yeah. Um, I found, excuse me. I found her name on MPC News Online. I put it into Instagram. I'm not too sure if this is actually her page. But her name, I'm going to butcher this, is Maybe it's just pronounced Jackie. Jackie Way. But it's spelled J A or J I A Q I.
0: J I A Q I. Okay. Yeah, Jackie. Jackie. So
1: anyway, her the page that I found is D I underscore Q I N underscore think that was her might not be might be (laughs) I have to dig deeper but thanks for that anyway she looks amazing
0: yeah that's all that was like we just wanted to point out how not
1: Vicky Jackie yeah I found her name on reddit was Vicky fit but on reddit you could be right or you want (laughs) Mm, right yeah um and then (laughs) This was announced a week or two ago, but we're just going to say it here that the Vegas or <laughs> that the Olympia announced that they will be back in Vegas for 2024, which is the 60th year anniversary, which is so exciting. So I'm like, gonna put all my effort into going in 2024.
0: And it's when? In October. In October?
1: Yeah. Okay. This year. So, or next year so yeah and then i think that was it for glute news this week um unless you guys had something
0: one japan olympia is gonna be back in vegas (sighs) we had another one didn't we
1: i can't remember either
0: anyway if if it comes
1: to us we'll we'll let you guys know yeah we'll bring it up but
0: still very exciting i mean I, i just can't believe she's had 43 wins
1: I don't think anyone's gonna touch that. No, I don't I don't think so either. Unless somebody just like comes out of the woodwork now, like a really young athlete and they have the same mentality and drive. And then we'll see in another 10 years if they cap her wins. Yeah. But <laughs> it'd be possible. But yeah. Mm-hmm. Other than that, I don't see it happening either. So good for her. Yeah. But okay. this week, we're so excited, so we're going to continue our training for the bikini division, and today we're going to talk a little bit about the glutes. The glutes! The glutes! Just want to talk about like how we've individually grown our glutes, what kind of tips that we've kind of collected over the years between trial and error, and yeah. Who doesn't love talking about the booty? oh yeah that's uh
2: thing for a minute now I want to say since like 2013 ish (laughs) before that it was very skinny models
1: yeah and that is someone like me who I started my journey at like not even 100 pounds soaking wet and now I'm like 140 ish around there like just sit at that um I have to say like a lot of that (laughs) went to the glutes but it was a lot of years of like choking down chicken and lifting probably too heavy in the beginning for
2: I feel that body (laughs) so so much I feel that yeah (laughs) I attribute all my growth to the fact that Aman did not let me go a day without eating enough (laughs) He's like, I don't care if you're full, eat more. Which, is that the best strategy for the long term? I don't know. But if you're a natural athlete or a beginner at training, yeah, probably make sure you're in a surplus every day. Yeah, (laughs) That's a good place to start.
0: Yeah. Yeah. If you're an ectomorph, if you're very thin, naturally, um, food is your friend. So I guess that's our first tip,
2: is food Uh, is your friend. Yeah. The, glutes, yeah. the glutes need it. They're yeah. big, dense, they can be big, dense muscles. Yeah. They're powerful. You can tear them pretty hard, I think. You can train your glutes pretty hard and they need to be refueled and fed and rested. So yeah, eat big.
1: Yeah. Eat big to have big booty. Exactly. <laughs>
0: um and just in terms of like eating um definitely like obviously this is kind of beginner knowledge but like really prioritize protein um and clean like whole food sources like you can eat so much food um like so much volume of food from like rice and steak and potatoes and chicken and like veggies oatmeal, eggs, you know, toast. Like there's so many like good foods you can eat that um, will keep you full, will like fuel your body and like help you recover and like are good for you too. Um, So
1: yeah. And if you're like someone who struggles to get protein in, because like as a coach, that's probably the number one thing that I see is clients like really struggle to know where to get protein And I think that just starting your day off, like this will have to be a key, especially like as a woman too, I think starting your day off with like 25 to 30 grams of protein is so important. And I think it's going to like kickstart your day into like actually hitting that goal. And you don't have to be eating like just chicken or just like meat protein either. Yeah. Yeah yogurt's amazing cottage cheese is amazing throwing a protein shake in there like you know once a day that's a really good option too um I've recently found like milk that is just higher in protein um certain vegetables are higher in protein or c- certain not vegetables sorry like grains and stuff yeah 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 are like higher so you don't have to just be like choking down chicken like yeah you know just like Um, putting a little bit more effort into actually looking up things the internet is an amazing place for that you can gain a lot of knowledge just by like taking an extra 15 minutes out of your day to google something
2: Yeah. Yeah, And I, I know that people are sometimes a little like lazy with it. So even like with my clients, I've just made a really nice resource with all of these different recipes, all of like the higher protein foods. So it's just like all in one place. You know, lots of coaches do that. They want to see you succeed. They don't want you to be guessing and thinking, oh, well, there's protein in lentils. So is that a high protein food? Well, yes, but it's also very high in carbs. So depending on your goals, that might not be the best choice. So sometimes it is worth having someone coach you as well to get all of that information because we have been doing it for a minute.
1: Yeah. That's something I offer my clients as well. Like when you sign up with me, you get a whole welcome package. And then in that welcome package, I have like a breakdown of like in categories, like where you can get certain things and how much it all is and everything. So yeah, I think that if you're super duper new and you're like looking for knowledge hiring somebody is like always a good option yeah yeah exactly um and I
0: think you made a really good point with like start your breakfast off with protein and then it's a lot easier for the rest of the day so like yeah if you can get 30 grams of protein in your breakfast and you have a shake another time throughout the day and then you ensure that at least one other meal has like a really good protein source like If you use that as like a starting point, okay, my breakfast is going to have 30 grams of protein. I'm going to have a shake throughout the day. and I'm going to have one other meal with a really good protein source. And you're probably like going to be, like if that is even just like the one basic place that you start, um, that's a really good stepping point because it can be really overwhelming to go from having no clue what you're doing with your eating to all of a sudden going, okay, I have to eat like five meals a day and they all have to have this much protein and this much carbs and this much fats. Like it can be really overwhelming, but um,
1: yeah. yeah. A little breakdown that I like to tell my clients too. I typically get my clients to count macros, especially starting yeah. off. Um, I think it's a really good way to be able to like see what's in your food and be able to learn what's in your food because I'm sure both of you guys are really good at looking at pretty much anything and knowing what the macros are in it now. Yeah. But what I like to tell my clients, and this is just a quick little trick that if you're really struggling getting all of your protein in, let's just say you want to aim for, I'm just going to throw out a number. That's easy. 100 grams of protein a day. Typically you'll want a little bit more than that. but um, And let's just say you're planning to eat four times a day. Just take that 100 grams and divide it by four. So now you're at 25. Just make sure that you get 25 grams of protein in each one of your meals that day. If you break it down like that, it's so easy. Yeah, hit that goal. I agree. Yeah. And I also, when I was
2: really trying to push the calories, because man, like I wanted to get like strong, I wanted to grow fast, and I just felt like I couldn't chew anymore. So I started taking mass gainer.
1: Oh my god, I, I did that, I you want- guys. Uh-oh
2: um yeah I don't know if I necessarily recommend it because some of them you really have to look at the ingredients they can put a lot of fillers and crap in there but um yeah that was what I had to do at a certain point (laughs) just to get enough calories
1: yeah Um, I remember having shakes
2: not necessarily mass gainer but I would
0: like make shakes where I would have like um my protein would be protein powder my carbs would be like oats my fats would be peanut butter and then I would put in some spinach and I'd put in like some banana and some like almond milk and I'd blend that and I would chug it just to like get the food in like and I probably had one of those like once a day like on top of like four or five other full
1: meals just yeah. to like get in my off-season food yeah that's um yeah yeah, that's what uh, my boyfriend does actually. He'll make shakes for the morning. And this is actually a good idea too because he he like works, you know, blue collar man. He works like hell early. Um so he'll actually pre-make like three shakes, three or four shakes and it's like berries, oats, kind of like the same thing you said Allison, protein, berries, all this whatever shit. And then he'll have them. He just keeps them in the fridge and they stay fine like yeah. stay the same consistency and then in the morning he'll just be able to grab that mm-hmm. and it has like all your macros for that morning and you just yeah slam it back and you're good to go I actually
2: never thought about prepping shakes I feel like I've left certain shakes in the fridge for a while and they didn't end up staying but maybe the fridge was like too warm
1: or like I didn't make it
2: properly I
1: don't know it's he puts them in the <laughs> yeah, back I... of the fridge you know how like yeah sometimes... it's still freezes. yeah like it <laughs> half freezes there anyways right yeah, yeah right that's smart yeah so there's lots of options like that
0: yeah so like yeah. getting
1: your getting in your food um
0: obviously like if you really don't know how much you're supposed to be eating there are like some calculators online um that could be a really good starting point and be honest with them about how much you're actually moving and if you are trying to build muscle and if you are trying to build your glutes in particular like don't don't go for like the lower calorie option of what you should be eating like you know like because like there's these a lot of these calculators will show you like oh you could be eating this range of food like push for the higher number and just um and don't be afraid of it because our bodies can actually usually handle quite a lot more especially if you're eating like good food sources so
1: yeah 100 i have a client opposing client right now and uh her coach has her eating like 400 grams of carbs right now. And she looks so good. And it just goes to show that like, you know, if you're pushing really hard, not everybody's body can handle that amount. Everybody's going to be different. So you're just going to have to trial and error a lot of things. But if you're like really training hard and pushing really hard in your lifts, Mm -hmm. especially when Mm -hmm. we're like focusing on like your posterior chain, like you're really going to want to eat and you're really going to want to rest. Like mm-hmm. really, really. Oh yeah. What um, is something that you guys have maybe learned throughout the years that works better for you now to grow your glutes than maybe what you were doing before? Oh yeah. <laughs> well I know we all have one. Anything. We all have something.
0: Um, I've just gotta say kickbacks are not about arching your back. <laughs> And they're not about swinging your leg as high as you can. I just want to put that out there for old Allison from five, six years ago. (laughs) Yeah. So like, if you are um, doing kickbacks, please do not arch your back on every kick. Do not swing your leg on every kick.
1: You should not feel it in your back. Let's just say
0: that. Let's just say that like your pelvis should be tucked forward. Your hip should be square. Um, and you should be keeping your leg straight and squeezing the upper part of your glute when you kick back Mm -hmm. so like if i look at old photos or videos of me from like my first year training and i was like felt so hardcore just like Uh swinging my leg as hard as i could yeah i'm kicking back right now anyway um that's one that's one tip for sure
2: I think another good option is discussing how heavy you should be going because every every day I see either in person at a gym or in a video on Instagram, some girl loading all the plates on and doing hip thrusts. And I'm just sitting there thinking, okay, maybe you can do it, but are you feeling it where yeah. you want to? Or are you just pulling on your hip joints in a way that's going to suck years from now? <laughs> Like you do have to think mm-hmm. about your longevity, right? It's not always about putting another plate on. And that's in terms of deadlift, squats, hip thrusts, all of those compound movements. I wish I could have told my younger self that because I would just pull and pull deadlifting. And I remember one of my spinal erector muscles was developing more than the other because, you know, little imbalances. And it took me years to correct that. So don't just go as heavy as possible don't do it for the Instagram.
1: Yeah. I would say my biggest thing is I, I really realized once I switched up my training this past year, actually, to go back to basics and going back to like compound lifts and going back to progressive overload rather than just so high volume accessory work for my glutes has made a world of a difference so in bikini like I was always told like oh your quads your quads your quads so I was like avoiding anything that worked my quads at all so that only really left me with accessory work so like you know kickbacks and like those are great to pair with other lifts too right but I was straight up just doing accessory work at a very high volume, because that's what my coach at the time had me doing. Once I switched that, I saw significant growth in my glutes. This is just me personally, not everybody is going to be the same. But for me, it was actually putting way more intention with my compound lifts is what literally yeah. changed the game for me mm-hmm. for my glutes
0: yeah that's another huge one like when i look at my old training approach um i did compound movements i had deadlifts i had squats i had leg press i had hip thrusts i had all these things but they were all treated high volume all of them so i treated every exercise equally which isn't the worst you should be putting effort into like absolutely all of your exercises but every single one of them was like four times 20, 4 times twenty five yeah. four times fifteen
1: yeah like, that's how to
0: doing. and which actually like isn't bad if you have four exercises but i had like ten exercises Same. so <laughs> yeah so i would just be like trying to get a leg day done and i think speed was part of what i was doing and like wanting to keep my heart rate up and wanting to feel like i was like really working out mm-hmm. so i treated all my compound movements like like a vo- like high volume yeah and then when i started treating my compound movements like they should be you know like one or two actual hard working sets building up to them um lower rep ranges like lots of rest time in between and then doing the a bit higher volume on the accessory movements same thing my my body literally transformed and this didn't just go for glutes it went for everything but like especially with my glutes it's like oh wow I could have been so much further
1: along in my journey by now (laughs) I also think a big tip for that I Think I needed that no one gave to me until I realized it myself is don't be a little bitch and I used to tell myself like don't be a bitch like during my workouts but I'm talking like do those lifts that you don't fucking want to do and do them at your best and I'm talking like do those Bulgarian split squats do them properly and do them with weight like do it right don't be scared like Don't be scared because you know it's going to hurt. Just fucking get over it and do it. Because once I started adding in lifts that I was like, quote, scared to do just because I knew they sucked, everything changed. I hear you. (laughs) Yeah. Um. Yeah,
2: if you're not a little bit anxious about going to do your leg day, you're probably not going hard enough. I can say that from experience. Sometimes the gym was... Oh, you know, I guess it's it's afternoon. I'm gonna to go to the gym now. Yeah, it's fine. I'm gonna do some errands after. Yeah, and you can't if you really want to change your physique and not look the same next year, you can't treat it like that. I yeah. feel you. And it sometimes it is doing the lifts that you least look forward to, or the rep ranges you don't look forward to. I mean, I sometimes I program for myself like deadlifts within the four to six range yeah some that's heavy you know if you can really and your last rep or two at six reps is hard you know
1: that's heavy fuck yeah so yeah and like if (laughs) you're yeah I 100% agree with you dude because I also feel like if you are gonna walk into the gym and you're like I'm gonna fucking work today sometimes doing two three exercises at your almost 100% that's fine too like I think it was maybe last week mind you this was my first leg day post lung infection so I shouldn't have gone this hard because I was so sore after but I went to the gym and I started with squats and then I did Bulgarian split squats literally right after which death (laughs) and then I did I think I did like some kickbacks or something accessory I can't really remember maybe it was hyper Extensions. And then I, that was it because I was mm-hmm. like, I don't, ha- I don't, I'm not going to like gas myself out even more. I feel like my lifts were good. I pushed myself to my almost my max with my weight. And I was literally like, my knees, you know, when you like do your leg day so hard, your knees kind of like give out. Yep, the buckle. Yeah. Yeah. The buckle. So that was happening to me. And I was like, I'm not going to push myself past that because I'm not going to regress my progress. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Like,
1: over-train myself.
0: Yeah. Um, one thing I was going to bring up is you were saying like, do the exercises you don't like to do. So I used to have a lot, a large list of exercises. I didn't like, I didn't like the way they felt. They just didn't feel good doing them. And sometimes you can't really explain why you don't like a certain exercise. You're just like, Oh, it just doesn't feel good. Well, you're probably not doing it right so that was a huge thing for me as soon as I actually learned the anatomy of the glutes and like when I you know took my personal training certifications and started educating myself and started coaching others like things really shifted for me because I'm like oh I see, like, you're doing this movement pattern because you're training this muscle and these are the insertions and this is the lines of the fibers that you're following and, like, all of that and which we could get into more after but, like, I didn't like a lot of exercises because I wasn't doing them right and then now, like, I didn't like Bulgarian split squats. Why? Because my knees felt like they were going to explode. My quads were burning. My calves were screaming. Like, my balance was off and when I actually learned, like, how to set myself up properly and, and able to have the mind muscle connection to the muscle that I'm actually wanting to target, which was my glute I actually really enjoyed the the exercise. I was like, wow, it's amazing how, when you're actually doing an exercise and you know what you're training and you know what you're supposed to be hitting and how it's supposed to feel like I look forward to doing that them now, because I know how effective they are. And so I don't really like I used to have a very long list of exercises I didn't like. And now I don't really like I think I could like literally every exercise except maybe training calves still hate that. But
1: Um, here's the thing as well, just to like piggyback off of what you just said, Allison. sometimes it's those exercises that you don't like maybe because you don't like the way they feel or you feel weak doing them once you get past that point in doing that exercise and now you're seeing results from it or you can properly do it. Yeah. Like you said, Allison, you stop hating. Yeah. them. Like mm-hmm. I used to hate, hate training calves. And it, it was actually the year Angelica won. And I really, really loved the look of her with her calves. And I was like, I want that. So I started training calves three times a week. I still train calves at least twice a week and my feedback, the one positive feedback you know, that I had from my last show was they were like, your calves are awesome. Like your calves oh, are good. It's amazing. I do and, Yeah. And I love training calves now. Love it. But it was because I like actually saw the yeah. results from it. Yeah. So I think that like <clears throat> pushing yourself past the hatred until you actually are seeing results that's a really good motivator too
0: it's true yeah angelica told me to my face i need to train calves <laughs> and then she's like you really need to train calves I, was like, I heard you the first time
2: <laughs> i wouldn't want her to see mine i don't know no, what you so describe yeah but, <laughs> but um I think-
0: yeah like exactly when you yeah when you get good at an exercise you know what you're meant supposed to be doing with that exercise like it really makes a difference so maybe we could segue into that like into the mind not even just mind muscle connection um but like understanding like what you're actually supposed to be targeting when you're if you're training glutes when you're doing an exercise like for example Dana Lynn Bailey she's won the Olympia a few times in like um women's physique and stuff like back in the day she's a really good trainer and I remember this was quite a few years like quite a long time ago on Instagram now where she was getting torn apart on the way that she squatted because she's she's followed by a ton of bodybuilders but she's followed by a ton of like crossfitters powerlifters like just general because she's like a badass like super fit chick And she has like followers from a huge range and all of the powerlifting community and like Olympic lifting and crossfitting, they were all tearing apart her squat and they were making fun of her for doing half reps. They're like, those don't even count. And she's like, you guys, I'm a bodybuilder. I'm building my glutes. I'm literally squatting this way on purpose to target my gluteus maximus and to build my glutes because I am going to be stepping on stage. Like, I can squat full depth if you want me to, but that's not what I'm trying to do with this movement. And I remember like before I had like a huge understanding of training, I I didn't really I wouldn't have been able to envision what it felt like. But now that I'm really well versed in training and I know what different movement patterns feel like, I can feel even just like sitting here thinking in my head, I can feel the difference between what my muscles do when I do a full rep versus doing a half rep that is glute focused when I'm back squatting. Right. So, um, yeah, like, I just think it's really important that like, if you're training glutes, when you do a movement, um, if you don't know how it's supposed to feel or where you're supposed to feel it, like that is going to make a night and day difference because you could be doing back
1: squats and just building your quads. I think it goes, back to kind of what gabby had said earlier too is like maybe drop the weight and see how that yes yeah it's especially for bodybuilding
2: right?
0: yeah if your weight is too heavy your body is going to use whatever muscles it can gather to lift the weight um like to get the weight up or to get the weight back down but if you yeah like if you lower it yeah then you can focus on what you're actually supposed to be.
1: Mm -hmm. Like to use the (laughs) example that Gabby used with hip thrusts, I also have a really bad back. So I have to be really, really careful. But I honestly, I don't really hip thrust over two plates. Once I go over two plates, I don't really feel it where I'm supposed to feel it. I feel it in my back. I feel it in my hips. I feel it in my knees. I feel it everywhere other than my glutes. I can lift more than two plates, but my goal isn't to lift more than two plates. You know what I mean? This
2: is, it's always, oh, go ahead. No, that's it. No, like it's just simple as like, if you're trying to move a weight from place A to place B, that's a goal. That's its own goal. But bodybuilding isn't always that. Like I tell myself, okay, it's about how the weight's going to get there. And maybe it won't always get there, right? My squat's not always going to be full depth because maybe three quarters is where I feel that glute lengthening and pulling. And then I'm pushing my feet super hard into the floor and squeezing it to come up. Like that's what it's about. You're tearing those muscles intentionally so you can build them more. It is absolutely different from a power
1: lifter, Olympic lifter, CrossFit or all of those other goals. 100%. And I think just like trial and error with your specific body, because like what works for you, Gabby, or you, Allison, might not work for me. Right. And it just yes. takes time to try things and tweak things. And you know what? Surrounding yourself with other people and learning. Like I've been training now for 10 years. I know for a fact that when I work out with either of you two, I'm going to learn something new. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, so just always keep your mind open and listen to other people. And if they say, Oh, just move your toe half an inch, you might be surprised that that half an inch will make literally a world of a difference.
2: Yeah, but if they tell you doing kickbacks on the stairs is the answer, <laughs> I don't listen <look> to them. <laughs>
1: no, I literally, okay, the only time I ever do that. Is if I want to squeeze my glute just to fire it up a little bit. You're not going to be building your glutes up there. If you want to just like p- pump some blood to them for like a minute. Okay.
0: I'll yeah. go warm up before leg day is good. Yeah. yeah. Um, One thing I was going to say when you said like dropping the weight down. That actually is something I had to do. So like when I actually learned how to train properly. When I actually learned which muscles I was targeting. Like I... When I started lifting, team five pound dumbbells, team like just the bar, right? Like I was super weak, and over the first like two years of training, like I got stronger in all the lifts I did. Um, you know, like my five pound dumbbells became the seven and a halfs, and then became the tens, and then the twelve and a halfs, and then the 15s. and I got stronger and stronger in all these different movements in the first couple years, and then. When I actually learned how to train, I had to go back to the beginning for a lot of those movements and like re because I'm like, oh, so you're telling me that I actually was not even using my glute medius on that exercise for the last two years, literally at all. No wonder I have no upper outer glutes. Mm -hmm. No wonder I have no um, strength in my glute media. Like I literally had to like start from the beginning again because I was That muscle had never actually been used in that movement. So
1: I had to go back to the beginning weights again. Um, and so and there's nothing wrong with that. Never walk into the gym and think anyone gives a fuck what you're lifting. No, like no one cares. Like nobody cares. And if they do care, just remember, then that's weird. Yeah, it is
0: weird because who cares? (laughs) I remember the first time I squatted after I broke my ankle. And I was doing bodyweight squats. And when I finally put the bar on my back, I was so excited. Like, I, I mean, like over the moon. And I'm like sitting there taking up a whole squat rack for just the bar. And I guarantee there was probably, it was a pretty busy day. And there were probably people in there being like, why is she taking a squat rack? She's only using the bar. And, you know, like, I just, I know it because you just can kind of, sometimes you see like people are waiting and, and I'm sitting there thinking like, who cares though? Like, A, I need the rack because I don't have the ankle stability to like pick a weight up over my head, like a weight over my head and put it down. Like I need the guide of the rack Mm -hmm. and B, like everyone starts somewhere. Like, even if you're a beginner and didn't have a broken ankle and you're just trying to learn how to lift
2: like you also
0: yeah everyone has like a right to train and nobody yeah it doesn't yeah. matter at that's all that's a
2: good reminder right because sometimes you can see someone doing something and maybe maybe it doesn't look right to you or maybe it's sort of inconvenient to you right like somebody wants yeah. that barbell for their heavy lifts but you don't know anyone's story and what they've been through so yeah yeah, I really get that
0: yeah and so Just don't, yeah. If you are using five pounds or 10 pounds on your kickbacks and you know that you are performing it like immaculately and you're like, oh, these glutes are getting so worked right now, and you know that, then don't worry about it if somebody else is doing kickbacks with 30 pounds and like if you know that you're training well and then that's all that really matters because if you're if you're building what you want to build, then doesn't matter how much weight it takes to get there
1: so yeah Yeah. and also just try angling different things like put your feet in different spots distribute your weight through different places
2: through the heel
1: through the toe through you know like just it's your body and that's what I say to clients I'm like I can like tweak you and give you advice but I cannot feel the what you feel So you need to lean more forward or whatever, like everyone's joints are different. Everyone's body is built different. So the way that like you might squat is completely different than the way I squat, you know, as long as you're feeling it where you should, yeah. you know, because there's a good pain and then there's a bad pain in the gym and just remember
2: that. Yeah, no, I think it's a good reminder, though, because sometimes you think you start doing a set and you're just like, I'm not feeling it quite where I want to don't be afraid to reset nobody's <laughs> keeping track that you do, like only did three reps and then stopped and then you're resetting and doing 10 more like that's it doesn't matter Yeah, I really that's, like something that's changed the game for my training is resetting and making sure i'm feeling it not just going through the motion saying well oh well i've got a few more you know sets and someone's waiting so i have to rush through this yeah yeah
0: um there's one other thing i wanted to say too for beginners is that sometimes like. Certain muscles that you're wanting to work are so weak that you actually can't even feel it properly. Like, because, um, Ashley, like you were just saying, that we're not in somebody else's body, and so you have to think, okay, where am I feeling it? There were a lot of times when I was a beginner that I actually didn't even know where I was feeling it Mm -hmm. because all of my muscles were not developed. Enough to be able to target specific ones. For example, let's say I'm doing a hip thrust as a very beginner. What you're wanting to target are the glutes, both the glute max and the glute medius, like the upper glutes and the main and the lower glutes. So the upper glutes are a lot smaller of a muscle than the main, than the glute max and they're also way smaller of muscle than the hamstrings and the quads and so if you're hip thrusting and you do the first set correctly like those upper glutes like your glute medius it could already be fatigued after one set like so fatigued to the point where like it won't even activate anymore or engage anymore and the next like three sets that you do is your it is all the other muscles working but over a few weeks and over a few months like those glute like your glute medias will strengthen and eventually it's going to become strong enough to be engaged in all of the sets that you're doing and then it's going to be strong enough that eventually you can start tweaking your footing and tweaking the way that you do them in order to like you know target them even more and eventually after a few more weeks a few more months like you could be doing hip thrusts that are like essentially only targeting the upper glutes or like the glute max and so sometimes like it just takes quite a few months for your muscles to even be strong enough to target on their own mm-hmm. That, that makes sense i hope i explained yeah, it that does better. it
2: makes a you lot know? of sense because
0: i know that when i started and when people would ask me well where do you feel it and i was several sets in i'm like i have no idea like i i knew just at that point that like i couldn't even tell what was what was happening where and that took actually took quite a long time to to be strong enough to isolate different muscles yeah
1: that's a really good point to make and it's and to like play off that too it will take a long time for you to be able to have that muscle mind connection where you can like just target specific muscles and I do feel like you have to build them up to a point to be able to feel that yeah Um, and I think it goes back to just remembering that there is a good pain and a bad pain in the gym so if you're not too sure where you're supposed to really be feeling certain things just just keep in mind that if it feels really bad and I don't mean like pushing yourself past like a burning pain of like lactic acid or something like that but I'm feeling like if your like joints aren't feeling good just keep that in mind that maybe stop reset and try again or take a rest and go back to it
2: and with a few of my like newbie clients that you know lots of them did want to come work out their glutes and basically only glutes don't be afraid to try different setups because for some people you know hip thrust allison's example doing a barbell is not going to be an option maybe a dumbbell maybe raising their feet on a riser maybe single leg maybe back on a bench or a box there's so many ways to set it up so what yeah, there might be one that your quads are very dominant because your glutes are weak in that position, but another, you might be able to feel them a little bit
1: more. So don't be afraid to try different setups as well. Mm -hmm. I like that. Um, To finish off the episode, do you guys want to just name your favorite glute exercise that you have found helped you the most?
0: Yes. Should we do one for glute max and one for glute medius? Because I, I can't pick one. Sure. Yes. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> um, I would say that for my glute max, if you don't know what the glute max or the glute medius is, you can do like a very quick Google search. Um, the glute max essentially runs like parallel to the length of your leg, and that's the big my one. Favorite is an RDL, so a mm-hmm. Romanian deadlift. Um. So essentially, you're training the glute in the lengthened position. Mm-hmm. And I love them so much because I feel like when you really nail the form on an RDL, basically, your all of the weight of the barbell or the dumbbells or the trap bar or whatever you're holding is just like, oh, I feel like I can like literally feel my glute fibers tearing all the way down.
1: I'm literally going to go just, train glutes after this. And I'm oh. like taking oh, mental well. notes I'm like okay gonna do rdLs today what's oh, feels
0: so good yeah. <laughs> yeah I know somebody mentioned like um something earlier and I was like oh, I want to go do that anyway <laughs> but rdLs are my absolute favorite for like my glute max because I just feel like the stretch across the glutes is so strong um I literally feel like I'm like feeling the muscle fibers like tearing as I go down and then you can like, squeeze your glutes as you come up and just like really feel like that good burn so and I like doing it with a trap bar
1: if sorry Mm. to cut you off there but with our favorite um exercise do you want to give your best tip for that exercise yes that sounds good so (sighs) start
0: If you do not feel your RDLs in just your glutes, I mean, there's going to be a bit of hamstring involved. There's going to be a little bit of lower back involved, but like go light enough with your weight that you can really play around and ensure that you're feeling it in the glutes as you descend, as you go down. Um, It's like you're doing a deadlift, uh, but you just don't go all the way to the floor. You go about halfway down your shin. And so you're just um, and keep your head, like keep your chin tucked down when you come up and like thrust your pelvis forward when you come up and feel a good stretch. Um, And when you're going down, like you want to think that you're just shooting your hips straight back, like you're pushing your glutes straight back. It's not about bending your upper body forward. It's more about just pushing Mm -hmm. your glutes back, almost like sitting position a little bit. Like there's almost a tiny bit of a squat motion in it for me is is what my cue is in my brain. Um, And just really, really focus on the stretch across the glutes. Um, If your hamstrings start taking over, try bending your knees more. If your lower back starts taking over, um, probably also try bending your knees more and really focus on pushing the hips back. Yeah. And I really like using a trap bar. It's like a hexagonal shaped bar that you stand inside. Um, for me i just feel like that gives me a really good like center of gravity and like really like the weight is like kind of all around me rather than like super forward focused um mm, you get that and i i kind of get that too when i use dumbbells because you can angle your hands like on a 45 degree angle um and your weights can be a little bit more beside your feet because i feel like the the weight being as close to your center of gravity as possible really helps you stabilize your heels and like drive your heels in and really like get the stretch across the glutes. I find when I use a barbell in front of me, I'm putting a lot more emphasis on balance and like not wanting the bar to like grind up and down my shins in order to get that same center of gravity. So I don't know. That's just something that I, (laughs) that's my favorite glute max exercise. What about you guys?
1: we what's yours?
2: Mm. So historically, it's going to have to be the barbell deadlift. Mm. We're going for, you know, beginner trying to really challenge those glutes with weight. But um, that will also grow, you know, target your back a lot. It'll target like your core. Like everything will probably grow because of it. So I would say more recently, my favorite is a Smith machine curtsy lunge. and I pretty much visualize some kind of band around my waist pulling me back into the side and really pushing my foot into the floor to you know just fire up those glutes and I'll go down down and back until I really feel that stretch and then I'm going to push even harder into the floor and come up but not lock out so always keeping the tension on so it's a little bit of a different range of motion But yeah, just the stretch, especially in the glute max, like kind of at the bottom outer side is unbelievable. Mm, I don't know. I've just been really loving that recently. And I've gotten to a point where I can put a little bit more weight on. And depending on what stage you are, you can just do the Smith machine with the bar, which is like basically zero weight, or you can add weight. Um, But I really like that you don't really have to feel your obliques working and having to balance. You can just simply uh, shove all the weight onto your glute where you want it. So, that's been one I love. And then, are we doing glute min or medius as well, or no? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, I think if you do have the right abduction machine in the right form, that can hit it the best. I've, I mean, we've all used probably a lot of different ones over our lifetime in the gym, but yeah. I don't I don't think every abduction machine is going to be your best bet if you don't have a good one at your gym that you feel use uh, do like reverse hypers or uh, cable kickbacks instead but if you have a good one don't lean forward lean back and visualize your upper glutes squeezing to bring your legs out like don't use
1: momentum don't push it fast and you also showed me something last time we trained together on the abduction machine that like fucking killed so if you want to tell the listeners what you told me it was money what did I tell you <laughs> to keep my legs straight yes I was like which is the cue <laughs> yeah
2: so legs straight rather than pushing them into the pads just like extending them so then that way you don't have any other force of your you know feet pushing in you don't have your quads engaging or other parts trying to stabilize you you just have to use your glutes and yeah that's right that was the truth Jim. We we died there
1: Yeah and when I started training in Kelowna we actually had an old abduction machine that like literally the only way to use it was with your legs straight. Thankfully they had it tucked away in the corner of the gym so like no one could see you using it because it was awkward but (laughs) damn it killed Oh,
2: I love that. Yeah. I'm so glad that, yeah, we got to train that day. Cause I learned some stuff from YouTube, like with the hip thrusts,
1: that particular machine. Oh, yeah. my glutes were burning. Yeah. Yeah. All right. What are yours? I would have to say right now, my favorite, um, like glute building exercise for me is going to have to be Bulgarian split squats. Ooh.
2: Yeah. They yeah. are
1: terrible, but I love them at the same time. It's like such a love, hate. So I do them quite heavy. So I'm an ectomorph. So I really, really, really have to push the weight to build any muscle. So I go quite heavy. Like I hold about it doesn't matter. Um, but how dumbbells I, though, right? Dumbbells? Dumbbells. Yeah. I do dumbbells and I use a flat bench. I have used like actual, like almost like uh just like a bar sort of thing for Bulgarian split squats to put your back leg up. I personally find that the best has just been a bench with dumbbells. And what I'll do is I sit down on the bench, I stick my legs straight out and then that's where I plant my foot and then I stand up from there. Mm -hmm. And then I will pick my dumbbells up, then put my back leg up. I personally put my foot flat on the bench. I know some people keep their toe up, but I keep mine flat. I feel it anchors me better
0: yeah
1: me too okay and then I will take a little bit of a further step out to target my glutes if you want to target your quads more then be more of like a 90 degree when you come down like have your front foot bent at a 90 if you want to target your glutes a little bit more go a little bit further ahead and really hinge back into the Mm -hmm. into the split squat don't come straight down, hinge back and put all that weight into your glute. And then I really distribute my weight. And Gabby, you had mentioned it too. Think about pushing into the floor. Mm-hmm. That is like such a good key for pretty much a lot of posterior exercises. But when I distribute my weight into my foot, pushing it into the floor, I'll try to concentrate my weight onto the back outside of my foot. If I do that, slightly tilt my knee. I almost think about pushing my knee out as I come up. I'm not really twisting it out. I'm just like really focusing on just like slightly it out. That makes sense. And I just squeeze on the way up. Oh yeah, <laughs> and Always. it hurts.
2: Yeah. Yeah, actually that cue you gave with the knee out we tried that as well and at truth when we trained together I think it was for the RDL machine
1: though yes
2: but it really made a difference for me because I struggle feeling things in certain movements and that was one of them and I also felt my od- odor calf and I was like Oh really? Yeah Yeah. I don't know that was just a new it was a new uh, technique so maybe that was all it was but it was interesting.
1: I use that technique for a lot of glute exercises so I use it for RDLs a lot. I use it for Bulgarian split squats. I'll use it for in my squats as well and then I also use it for I'll use it for sumo. There was another one that I'll use it for too but it is it's awesome and I found that it's really helped me engage with my glutes better because I had a really hard time with that before that I actually had to go to physio to help my connection with my glutes because it just like was not activating so that was something I actually learned in physio that really helped me but But, um oh yeah and kickbacks that's the other one that I do too so when you're in your kickback when you're with the leg that has the weight connected to it when you're coming up just kind of like rotate your knee outwards a little bit don't focusing on coming up too high because when you're rotating it you don't want to like bung up your hip but if you just rotate your knee slightly and really pull up through that glute you yeah. it. like it's crazy so with that being said my second favorite exercise especially like for like my upper glutes is gonna be um lateral kickbacks I've been loving them. So I'll stand like straight to the side. I'll hold onto the the cable machine with my hand. You're and not I,
0: facing the machine. You're standing with it beside you.
1: Yes. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And then I will, it's not completely lateral. <laughs> like it's not completely straight because like just your hips are just, it's not going to feel good. But I lean my body like quite forward actually. Mm-hmm. And then I will have the cable behind my stabled foot does that make sense you're the,
0: the foot closest to the cable is the one you're standing on and the one further away is when you're kicking is that
1: right yes exactly yeah. yeah and then yeah I will do like a more like lateral kickback again I'm going to like rotate my knee outwards just slightly so I really really feel it in my upper glue and those have helped a lot because that's I something see what that you're i love. saying I see what you're saying Yes. Yeah. I can visualize how that would,
2: yeah, work because the glutes kind of fan out like that.
1: Yeah. Actually, today while I'm at the gym, maybe I'll film some of these and then we can like post them to our page or something like that.
0: But- I was just gonna say we should all post like our favorite glute exercises. Yeah, we- like we'll us performing them. Yeah. Um, my favorite glute. Oh, I was gonna say with um the split squats, like a cue that I exactly what you said when you're targeting quads you stand quite upright like I find my actual posture is literally more vertical and your foot's a bit close like your front foot's a bit closer to the bench and you're really kind of going up and down but when you're targeting the glutes like you lean your body you lean your torso forward and if you were to draw a line along your torso like that's actually the way that your body is moving is along that line like it's going like on a diagonal it's not, you don't really think about stepping up and down. You think about projecting forward and up and then like sinking down and back, like mm-hmm. like on a diagonal kind of.
1: Another um, thing do with that is if you're struggling to get that movement, what I'll do is I'll, your eyes can help a lot in the gym too, like the, the where you look. Yeah. So when I'm coming down into that, and hinging back i'll actually look down at the ground and then when i'm coming up i'll actually just lift my eyes and bring myself up so i kind of like look down oh, yeah and look up. yeah this
0: is kind of like in dance if you have to look a certain place to help you balance um and another thing with the rdl is you it's it's funny because you said Oh, I get my dumbbells. So obviously you're holding a dumbbell in each hand on either side of your front working leg, right? I do. So I know some if people do one. Don't, I oh, yeah, if my left leg is the working leg, then I hold my weight like all in my right hand. And then I put my arm out to the side, like as if I'm walking on a balance beam.
1: Yeah.
0: To like balance myself. And I find for me that has been a really helpful. Cue, because I've always like struggled with balance on
1: single leg
0: movements so
1: that would be sorry to cut you off Allison I'm um but that totally makes sense depending on how much weight you want to lift so me personally because I'm an ectomorph and because I push really hard in that specific exercise I don't think my forearm would be able to handle holding the weight that I like to use so yeah I'll do like 45 to 50 on each side right so if I were to let's say lift 80 pounds with one hand I I don't think I could do it she's a beast (laughs) no (laughs) no but you could
0: use a lifting strap too like not that for 80 pounds necessarily but like just something to think about too like there's all these little cues it's like okay like the weight's getting too heavy let me split it in two okay my balance isn't very good let me try like all the weight in one hand with a lifting strap like play around with these different things because um yeah like there's so many ways to do it yes um can I share my favorite upper glute exercise
1: yes
0: okay so kind of seems far out to left field but I love single leg smith machine donkey kicks where you like are on all fours and then you kick up like in front of the bar and then you kick the bar up with one of your legs and you like yeah you kick it up and you squeeze your upper glute and Um, if you're
1: blessed enough to have a gym that has one of those machines
0: Smith machine yeah
1: love that no oh what machine are you talking about like a kickback machine
0: oh yeah my gym has a kickback machine hate it so much never seen it just feels like quads for me so I just use the smith machine um,
1: I've been at my gym and I've found that like I have to adjust myself quite a bit yeah I feel, but
0: yeah I think I've just been like lazy and like not lazy but just I know this machine feels so good for me so I just keep going to that but I really should because <sighs> that's just it is that like if I think about every exercise I've done over the last like seven years like they took years to perfect and to get good at them so I can't just I shouldn't just like try a machine like twice and be like don't like it So I really should work on my relationship with my glute kickback. But also at the same
1: time, like if it's not broke, don't fix it. I know. It's so so true. Yeah. I
0: had like an emotional, visceral response to going to West Coast Iron, like our huge mecca of bodybuilding here in BC. Last time I went, like a month ago. And I was like, no wonder I'm really struggling with training because I don't have all this amazing equipment. And I'm like, Allison, like, you literally can do all of the movements you need to do with the machines you have at home. Like, <laughs> like good equipment really does make a good big difference. But like, yeah, you can you can do a lot with a barbell and a dumbbell. So
1: Well, when but I was like training, in a Yeah, when I was training in Kelowna, like that gym was 80,000 square feet. 80,0 oh, square feet. So it was amazing. Had everything you'd ever everything dream of. That they had, they had three other versions of it. Yeah. it was, it was like but now, like I, I to, oh, go ahead. Oh, I was just gonna say now that I'm back on the island, like I don't have those options at all.
0: Gotta like, get
1: creative. Yeah, I've been complaining about it a lot, and Rob's like, "You're such a gym snob," and it's like, "Yeah, because I like good stuff, man." But mm-hmm. you can, yeah, you can build an amazing physique with little. Yeah, you really can. Yeah, um,
0: yeah. So, like, anyway, I like doing the donkey single leg donkey kicks on the smith machine so what i do is i like put the put a mat on the floor in front of the barbell i don't i don't sit within the cage i sit outside of like i'll like kneel outside of the cage and i'll probably if i was like on all fours like kneeling on all my hands down then where my foot would land basically like if my leg is at the 90 degree angle like where my toes are would be like under the bar so that's about how far in front of the bar i would be about and then i use like one of those hip circle bands to like tie the smith machine um hooks like back so that it so the hooks won't fall onto the rack so so that's it just hard. can yeah so it can like flow smoothly up and down and i start at the lowest setting and then I when I kick up I don't really think about kicking vertically up I I almost think that I'm kicking like on a 30 degree angle like out and back even if the bar is going vertically like my foot is almost a little bit out to the side and I think about kicking up and back and out to the side and I really like um can really target my upper glutes. And I did them the other day, and I was like, Why haven't I done these in so long? Oh,
2: they feel really so good. they are really good. I've done them before, and I've also yeah. done reverse hypers with that setup yeah. on a bench. It's yeah. pretty unbelievable, but it does take a little bit of setup.
0: Yes, and like doing the double donkey kicks or reverse hypers, if you want to call them. So you like lay on a bench on your stomach in front of the bar and you kick both the bar up with both legs. And I mean, it's it looks ridiculous if you've never seen it before or if you're doing
2: it, but oh,
0: it feels so good that you just don't
2: care. So. I, I, yeah, that's how I feel. I'm like, I don't care who's judging me right now.
1: I yeah. wish that my body would allow me to do those, but my hips are like, they just can't. I can't. They don't love it. Yeah. it. yeah, I can't do that movement. But. Yeah, and that's great.
2: You know that about yourself, right? You know if your body's saying, "Nope, this, I'm not feeling where I want to. I'm feeling the bad
1: hurt." Yeah. But I know that because I've tried them and I've tried them multiple times and I've tried them set up differently and you know yeah. um, next time we train together I'll try them again, you know?
2: Yeah.
0: So. Hey, so what was what were all of our exercises? Mine was RDLs and Smith machine donkey kicks. Gabby's was
2: sorry. Go ahead. Kurt, Smith curtsy lunge. Okay. And what did I say? Oh, abduction, the right abduction. Machine. Yes. Yeah, and then
0: Ashley's was Bulgarian split squats and
1: lateral kickbacks.
0: Lateral kickbacks. See if you want a wicked leg day, just do those.
1: And we'll post them onto our our Instagram.
0: Yeah, we should we should just like put up a artwork of it and be like our ideal leg day. Yeah, we should actually. Um, I'm 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 literally gonna go to the gym and do this
1: today. I'm literally going to the gym right now. So. Thank you, everybody, for listening to another yeah. episode of <laughs> Package Podcast. You can find us on Instagram at Overall Package Podcast. And I'm Astronaut Fit.
0: I'm Allison Ann Fitness.
1: And I'm Gabrielle Follietta. Bye. Okay, bye. Go grow the booty.
0: Grow that booty. <laughs>